another episode of The Granite List Live, where we explore all things related to benefits and human capital. I'm Lee Dill. And I'm Sally Pace. Today, we're digging into Edison Health Solutions and the way they are changing the TPA landscape. And we're joined by Bob McCollins. Some of you may know him as Bald Guy Bob. So Bob, welcome. Thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, ladies. It's great to be here. All right, well, let's start out with kind of the history behind Edison Health Solutions. Can you tell our audience what Edison Health is and where it all came from? Be glad to. As a third-party administrator in the industry, Edison Health Solutions is actually a little over a year old. However, our legacy goes back all the way to 1992 when Tom Emmerich was handpicked by Sam Walton of Walmart to come in and address Walmart's healthcare problems. And Tom and Walmart are very well known for Tom's building the Edison Healthcare Destination Centers of Excellence model and implemented that at Walmart. And then when Tom retired from Walmart, he had several companies reaching out to him saying, hey, Tom, can you do for us what you did for Walmart? And so Tom went to Sam and told him what was going on, and and they agreed to allow Tom to start Edison Healthcare. And Edison Healthcare is the foundational legacy of Tom Emmerich and the significant piece of what Edison Health Solution brings of value to the market. So since 2012, when Tom started Edison Healthcare and brought the Destination Centers of Excellence Solution under that brand, And since 2014, when he turned it over to Jared Fry and Sean Rutledge, we have exploded from eight, as we identify them, smart care centers, up to 21 currently, and looking to add more over the next few years. But that led to the need to serve a population better by bringing the Edison Healthcare Solution, the Destination Centers of Excellence that Tom built, bring a better solution to the self-funded market. And instead of it being a bolt-on solution, the, the leaders of Edison Healthcare said, this needs to be foundational and core to everything that we do. And the only way that they could truly solve that problem was to go out and to either start a TPA from scratch or, or purchase, a, acquire a TPA. And in May of last year, they acquired a TPA in Tulsa, Oklahoma, rebranded it last July, Edison Health Solutions. And that's who we are and what we want to tell people about today. Well, thank you for that. We understand the purpose of bringing in the best point of care and finding the best doctors in the best market. Who is your audience? Who are you um, trying to attract? Well, from a care standpoint, what we're bringing to the table with the combination of Edison Health Solutions and foundationally including Edison Healthcare, we're really continuing the legacy that Tom built for the patient of addressing the epidemic of misdiagnosis, suboptimal care, and the appropriateness of care or overutilization. That was the foundation that Tom established for Edison Healthcare. The reason for that, again, considering the patient first, going back to the misdiagnosis, over 60% of spine surgeries are completely misdiagnosed or or unnecessary cancer 35%, cardiac 40%. These are staggering numbers that that people, that real life situations are showing that people are dealing with that unfortunately the care system is not providing them the right diagnosis. And in our 
care equation of Edison Health Solutions. The patient comes first always, but second, we wanna make sure we're getting that diagnosis correct. And when we do that, the next thing we wanna do is get them to the highest quality of care provider quickly. When we do those three things, we're optimizing the outcome for the patient and for their family. So that audience critically important to the value that we're bringing to the table is the patient. How we distribute Edison Health Solutions though is through who we love and that's our independent benefit advisor partners, strategic benefit advisors. That's who we want to distribute our solution through exclusively. Thinking about the audience that you've seen the most growth in, not only the independent advisor network, but can you also talk about the employer population? What size groups you serve? What does a typical employer look like to you? Yeah, I, I hate to say this, but size doesn't matter in the Edison Health Solutions world. <laughs> We're here to serve an alternate funded solution population, whether that's a level funded or employee benefit captive or a partially self-funded. And we work with some of the largest employers like Amazon and Dillard's and Vivint and Valparaiso University down to recently, which we're very excited about a new partnership that we have with an organization called CarePath Benefits. CarePath Benefits actually serves the small employer and mid-sized employer market all the way down to two covered employee lives. And recently we've partnered with them that, that they selected us to be their TPA and Centers of Excellence partner. So we're proud to say, because it's very important to us putting the patient first, the people first, or as John Troutman would say, people over everything, that we're here to partner and serve the smallest employer of two employee lives all the way up to the largest employer. Bob, I've got a question about how your TPA works. I know you're a national brand and a national company. How does this work in the TPA world of able to serve your population in the smaller counties? It really starts with our benefit advisor partners and supporting them with their customers. And again, they have small customers, midsize, and jumbo. And we're here to support that benefit advisor where they are in their community, whether it's a small rural community or the largest metropolitan area. The reason that our smart care centers are kind of limited is, again, going back to Tom's ideal that we want to work with care centers and smart care centers that have a multidisciplinary team approach, meaning the diagnosis is peer-reviewed amongst a number of surgeon and care team members. It includes dietitians, behavioral health specialists, physical therapy. This is a care team. This is not one or two surgeon buddies making a recommendation because in addition to that, the majority of our smart care centers are not incented to cut. They're not paid to cut. They are salary-based. Their focus, their incentive, again, lines with everything that Tom wanted to build, which was let's get the diagnosis correct. And so the ability to travel someone to the Cleveland Clinic or to the Mayo Clinic or the Andrews Institute or Blossom Bariatric, just to mention some, while there's some travel involved, then we coordinate all of that for the patient. And when they arrive, they get a white glove, red carpet treatment. The fact is not everybody can travel. And whether it's because of their health condition or as we travel them and a companion to go with them, they may have trouble to do that. So 
are again, our focus is getting the diagnosis correct first, but then get them to the highest quality care team. It doesn't mean everyone has to travel to one of our smart care centers. We often coordinate several of those within the local market or a more convenient location that's going to give them the highest quality of care. Okay, so I think you just answered my next question of what do you do about that employee in the middle of nowhere, let's say Wisconsin, that needs to go for just a PCP visit? How are you contracting with those doctors in your TPA? So from a primary care physician standpoint, um, we have a couple of different you know, solutions. Again, a lot of times the benefit advisors are doing a great job of bringing these innovative solutions to the employer, and then they're asking us to implement and coordinate everything for them. Things like direct primary care, huge fan, but it doesn't exist in every market. So the next best is virtual primary care. And we have solutions like Walmart Health and Easy Access MD that we have partnered with that, that can fill that gap with virtual primary care. So again, our role as a third-party administrator, we see our role kind of kind of two different ways. There's a smaller percentage of benefit advisors that their strength is taking this unbundled solution, finding these best-in-class strategic solution partners and saying, here's who we want to be a part of this solution for our employer partner. Edison, we need you to be the hub. We need you to kind of be the quarterback and tie everything together, hold everybody accountable, make sure the communication is working, but be that center and take our approach and our solutions and make it work. And we absolutely do that every day. On the other hand, there's a number of benefit advisors that look to us and say, look, I want a transparent PBM. I want the centers of excellence. I want some form of advanced primary care. I want great concierge care, but I'm not really sure where those solutions are and how to bring them together. Well, again, we've gone out through our relationships and built those solutions. We can kind of take that unbundled bundle and put it together and make it, I don't want to say an easy button, but kind of an easy button for that benefit advisor that, that is looking for that solution. Hey, we've got it all packaged. It's all under the Edison Health Solutions brand. Plug and play, boom, here it is. And now you're bringing the best of the best benefits that the largest employers have down to the small to mid-sized employer and for their benefit advisor. So we fill both those roles to be able to handle things like primary care and ancillary service providers and making sure that people have access to the highest quality of care at the lowest possible cost. I know you mentioned people can't always travel and one of our divisions from CHC, the advocacy team that works directly with the Edison Centers of Excellence program have certainly seen that firsthand as well. But I want to address something because the three of us are very intimately familiar with what Edison means when you talk about centers of excellence. But for someone that hasn't heard about Edison before, that lives in, um, I think most of the audience is familiar with at least the leapfrog ratings and lives in a, a community that maybe the average rating is, is equivalent to a C, um, but yet they boast their centers of excellence. Can you, can you talk a little bit more about that vetting process and what truly um, sets Edison apart, not just the financial model that you outlined, but the evaluation process for the Edison Centers of Excellence? Yeah, it's a close to two-year vetting process that we put our smart care center 
credentialing process through. And again, I'll, I'll, I'll use Cleveland Clinic, for example, one of the most well-known healthcare systems. Well, at the Cleveland Clinic, we don't have the Cleveland Clinic stamped as a smart care center for everything. It is in our smart care center for cardiac care, okay? The Andrews Institute for Musculoskeletal, Mayo for cancer and, and complex care, Boston Children's to address pediatric. So when we look at a health system, we're looking at specific and certain diagnosis, spine, ortho, musculoskeletal, joint, cancer, cardiac, transplants, complex, you know, children's and, and pediatrics. So we're laser focused on a specific outcome, a specific culture. Again, the multidisciplinary approach. It is multiple peers all getting together to look at this patient. And, and I'm going to give you an example that actually comes from a CHC customer. So we had a young lady named Julia who uh, is 35 years old. She's had serious heart issues since she was a sophomore in high school. Over 20 years, she'd been under the care of five different cardiologists, taken hundreds of different medications, had multiple tests, and unfortunately many surgeries. Last November, she was told that she was in congestive heart failure by her local care team and needed open heart surgery to repair the issue. So fortunately, your folks at CHC got wind of this through their employer. They have the Edison Healthcare Benefit and got involved and referred her to Edison. And within two weeks, we had her at the Cleveland Clinic. During those two weeks, a cardiac team had studied her scans, labs, and history and were ready for her. When she arrived that day at the Cleveland Clinic, Dr. Cho walked in, he held her hand, looked her in the eyes and said, Julia, you are not in congestive heart failure. Okay, I mean, powerful. Said the left side of your heart's got some damage from all the surgeries and the medications. Someday you might need surgery, but right now you don't need any surgery. Took her off eight meds, one which costs the plan over $500,000 a year, put her on a couple of new low-cost medications, and fortunately now, with coordinated care of a local cardiac practice and the cardiac team of the Cleveland Clinic, Julia is living a happy and healthy life, back at work, grateful for her employer for having this benefit. Oh, by the way, the cardiac care team at the Cleveland Clinic said that if she had had that open heart surgery, there's a pretty good chance she wouldn't have made it because of the damage mm -hmm. on her left side, the condition it already caused over 20 years wow. of bad treatment. That's real life. That's where it works. Again, that, that's the value of employers having this benefit for their employees. It's a happy ending. It's the way that we hear hundreds and thousands of stories about people like Julia and what she experienced. Absolutely. Absolutely. What a great place to work to have to listen to those stories all day long. <laughs> it, 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 it is. It really is because it's unfortunate that, as Tom identified way back in the 90s, looking at Walmart data, there's too many situations where someone is told that they have something, that they either don't have it, or the treatment plan is completely wrong for the type of diagnosis that they have. 
again, that's the foundation, that's the legacy that we are very proud to represent and also to bring, again, to the smallest of employers, to the largest of employers, to have that benefit for your two, five-person plan up to 5,000, 50,000. That's what really makes it a real pleasure to be a part of the Edison Health Solutions team. Well, all right, enough about them. Let's talk about you. Steve, I do want to end on a light note. If someone has not stumbled across Bald Guy Bob on LinkedIn and seen all your activity, they may be wondering why I'm I'm referencing that and that it is a sign of affection. But I'd love for you to tell the audience, where did that come from? Well, this is a personal success story that deserves a lot of credit from other individuals. And it's also a plug for LinkedIn. For many, many years, and look, I'm an old guy. I'll be 64 in a few weeks. I'm an old fart in this business. I've been doing it for 36 years. I get it. But old bald guys can learn new tricks is what I tell folks. I was a LinkedIn lurker for many years. I would follow people like Lee Dill and Sally Pace and John Troutman and Andy Neary and Lester Morales and Allison DePauly and Nancy Jacqueloni and go, boy, I wish I could. And then this thing called COVID hit and kind of blew up everybody's business, right? Well, again, I'm old school. I have to go look you in the eyeball, shake your hand. I want to get a good feel. And guess what? That stopped. And as 19 kind of went, ended, we realized this is going to change everything about how we do business. So in the summer of 2020, I reached out to this guy named Andy Neary. And I said, I need help. So I enrolled in Andy's first mastermind class with a, with a bunch of other really great advisors and solution providers. It was a six-month class, and it was around the end of November, and we were just about ready to finish up. And Andy's big thing is people need to know you like you trust you. You need to create your own personal brand and let people know you in a real way. And I had kept having these thoughts about this idea. And so I reached out to him and said, hey, I need 15 minutes. And so we talked. He goes, what's up? I go, I got this idea. I just think it's silly and stupid and nobody's going to take me serious about my brand. And he goes, well, what is it? And so I send him the, my little bald guy Bob emoji, which is my profile picture on LinkedIn. And when I go to conferences, I usually have a little bald guy Bob at the bottom of the placard, which says who you are. I go, bald guy Bob. And there was that awkward silence. And I thought, see, I told you nobody would take this serious. Well, let me tell you something. He said, absolutely, you have to go with it. So I took what I learned from Andy. I implemented it in 2021. And the last year and a half has been wonderful for me on LinkedIn. Yes, business has developed. Yes, business has come, but not for that. I have met some of the most wonderful people my tribe and my support system and the people that I've met, people like us, good people, even, you know, meeting you all through LinkedIn and getting to know you. It has just been so wonderful to use the Bald Guy Bob brand to meet so many wonderful, like-minded people that are really wanting to do the right thing in this healthcare industry to help employers, to help their work families. It's just been wonderfully fantastic for me. And the first conference that I went to in 2021, after I'd launched Bald Guy Bob in January, was the Benefits Pro in San Diego. And I kid you not, 
I have people as I walk through the exhibit area or as I walked up, they go, hey, aren't you Bald Guy Bob? And it works. So learn something new. Invest in yourself. Invest in a coach. I highly recommend Andy Neary. I know there's other out there like Ryan Miller that do a great job as well and others, but it's been a blast. I'm having so much fun with it. And I've been doing this for 36 years. Man, I can't wait to see what the next 10 years offer for Bald Guy Bob. Well, we can't either. And I can attest to, as a fortunate member of your LinkedIn tribe, for those listening that have not taken the deep dive into the world that is LinkedIn, it is Ball Guy Bob's network is a safe place to ask questions, to learn something new. It is it is truly a community. So on that note, if someone wants to to connect with you, obviously we've given them the tools on LinkedIn. Any other ways that a person that hears this and wants to know more can reach out? I mean, certainly you can contact me by email, but that's a lot to read off. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you my mobile number. It's easy. Shoot me a text and say, hey, I heard you. I'd like to talk. Let's connect. So my mobile number is 614-264-9694. I'm a 24-7, 365 type of guy. As I said, I'm a little older, so I go to bed early. I wake up early. So have no fear about texting me any hours of the day because I will text you many hours of the day as well. That's a real easy way to get a hold of me. 614-264-9694 or Bald Guy Bob, Bob McCollins on LinkedIn. Perfect. Well, thanks for joining us and, and thanks for listening to another episode of The Granite List Live. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Granite List Live. Access our entire library by visiting your favorite podcast venue or subscribe on our site, thegranitelist.live. Thank you.